As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Okay, guys, Weekside fans, this is after um, a big debut last year. Uh, Very exciting for me to introduce the second part of our mock draft series. Today, it's Dr. V, Jenny Frentis, the winner of the 2000... Was that the 2019? Yeah, 2019 MMQB Mock Draft Challenge. uh, Blew the competition out of the water, and she's now unveiling her top 10 exclusively on the Weekside <laughs> podcast, so uh, a big day for everybody here. How do you, how are you feeling, Jenny? You know, I'm not feeling so great about it, Connor. I have to say, this is such a weird year with the draft that I feel like I don't really have a great handle on things. Maybe it's because there were not pro days and people aren't on the road giving dispatches. Maybe it's because people are less excited to talk about the draft with everything going on in the world, but... It's been a little harder to get information and get a sense of how teams feel about different guys. So I'm looking at this as, you know, like if you win your fantasy football league one year, then you're kind of like set for six years or so. You know, you figure like, okay, one year compensates for the other five bad years. So like, you know, all right. So I had a decent year last year. So this will just be a down in the dumps here, most likely. But it's like when um, 
my mother-in-law, we had a meatball bake-off competition and she beat me and refuses to compete against me again, you know, because you want to go out as a champion. And I'm sure if, maybe if you had your druthers, would you never do a mock draft again? Well, for many reasons, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's get into it. Um, I am, I'm having that feeling with a lot of Jenny-related things that I get where I look at it and it feels like the correct answers to the test, um, and I feel like I turned in something that's going to come back and get a very low score. So, um, uh, number one, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, um, you, f- you feel confident there's not going to be any funny business up there. I do. The sense I got from teams around the league that they believe the Bengals are locked in on Joe Burrow and vice versa. So I've heard some teams say it's been hard to schedule video calls with Burrow, which is an indication that he would be locked in on the Bengals. I don't think it's entirely out of the question in theory that the Dolphins would want to use or could try to use some of their capital to make a leap if they really believed Burrow was the guy. But if you were going to try to do that, you'd also have to believe that the Bengals would be willing to move out of that spot. And I just don't think that they would be. I mean, there's, you'd have to like one of the quarterbacks just as much. And I, it sounds like most people believe that Burrow is the class of this year's QB class. So I think the safest thing for the Bengals to do, I was on a call with Daniel Jeremiah the other week and he's basically like, all right, this one's just, you know, it's set up for you. Just take it. That's the most Bengals thing that you could do is just stay in your spot and take the right guy or take the obvious guy. I, um, it's weird to not have, like after last year, anything seemed possible. And when we started hearing about um, potential trade-ups, I was like, okay, here we go again. And, you know, even with Cleveland and Miles Garrett a couple years ago, but it seems like we're all is back to being calm and steady with the number one pick, which I kind of like. I mean, it, it, it gives us a point on the board. I, that's all I need, points on the board right now. Um, number two, Washington, Chase Young, Edge, from um, some Midwestern University uh, directional school I've never heard of. Um, what uh, what leads you to believe that Ron Rivera is not going to get an itchy trigger finger here and go quarterback as well? Yeah, well, see, Connor, you were just saying that you liked my top 10, but so far our top 10 is the same. So there's not a lot of variation here. So hopefully we both have the right answers to the test. You know, we did talk a little bit on last week's podcast about how Rivera's comments that Kyle Allen would have a leg up if there was a weird shortened offseason over Dwayne Haskins kind of indicated that he wasn't sold on Haskins. But I think most people believe that Rivera is going to see this generational defensive prospect and take him. And, you know, I was looking at other options. Could they get a quarterback, you know, later? But they're without a second-round pick, so it would be hard to get into the back of the first round, for instance, if they, you know, let's say Jordan Love is still there, make some kind of play like that. So I think they'll just take the obvious pick here. Of course, they're in this rebuilding mode, so trading down is always a possibility. But I think if you have a piece like this that is a sure thing and is kind of this year's Nick Bosa, then you take it. Definitely. Um, and then to round out our where we're similar here, uh, you have um, Detroit going with a cornerback again from just this um, 
this school in the Midwest that I've never heard of. It must be a big year for them or something like that. Perhaps they acted illicitly somehow in, in, in uh, garnering all these high profile recruits. Yeah, you know, I noticed our coworker Albert Breer and Monday Morning Quarterback pointed out that the three top players were at one point at Ohio State, and I just really felt that that was unnecessary piling on, you know. So no more time needs to be spent on the Ohio State side of this, Connor. But yeah, this is another spot where I think the Lions could look to trade down. And let's say the Dolphins wanted to jump up for a quarterback. I think three is possible for them to do that. But I also think they've got this acute need at corner. And from what I understand, Okuda is by far and away the top corner prospect. Um Some of these positions are really weird, and we'll get into the offensive tackles a little bit later, but I keep hearing that Okuda and then C.J. Henderson from Florida is under him at the cornerback position, and then the rest is anyone's guess. But So I think Okuda is far and away the top player at a position the Lions really need, and if they can't get some kind of good offer done to move down, I think it's fine to just stay there and take him. Yeah. What's weird about Ohio State, too, is all this talent and haven't won a national championships in like uh, in like six years. You'd think, gosh, you have all these good players. What's going on? You know, um, <laughs> really falling asleep on the job. <laughs> um, OK, here's where it gets interesting. And our kind of paths diverge. You have a projected trade. We both saw a, a team coming up to get Justin Herbert. You have the Los Angeles Chargers uh, coming up to get Justin Herbert. That means that they would swap with the New York Giants and leapfrog the Miami Dolphins, which is, uh, I don't know, I like that. We're starting to get into it a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's different sides of the same coin here. We both have Dave Gettleman doing what he never does and trading down, but I think this is a prime spot for that to happen. The Chargers coming up from six to four is not a huge jump. Um, I I could see Herbert being the quarterback that a team trades up for. I think with the injury questions about Tua, it makes more sense to be like, hey, this great prospect that I would not normally have gotten has fallen to be at my spot rather than a let me go get a guy whose health I can't be 100% assured of, right? That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I think there's a lot of teams that like Herbert, and I could see the Chargers moving up because while they like Tyrod and he's a bridge guy, that allows you to have flexibility and not to force things, right? But they also missed out on that draft a couple years ago, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Uh, they saw Rivers kind of his play decline last year. And I think they're motivated to get a quarterback this year if there's someone they like. And I think could be Herbert. And it's sort of a healthy place, as healthy as any place really in the NFL, I think, for somebody to go right now. I don't think, you know, like you said, there's a bridge starter in place. Your coach just got a contract extension, has had a history of working well with quarterbacks, um, you know, despite, you know, Anthony Lynn hasn't been in a play caller role or a head coach role for super long. But when he has been, um, the reviews have been generally very positive from the players that he's worked with, too. Yeah, I think it's a good fit there. And um I'm with you, Connor. We just have him going to different teams. We both have Herbert being the second QB off the board. Interesting. So that leaves number five, Miami. And here comes Tua. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by him the more that this gets closer to the draft. I mean, the pro day stunt was ridiculous and unnecessary, but is it to the point where they think it's necessary? I mean, that teams are really that uncertain about this guy? I mean, I don't know. I mean, are they not getting answers from teams? I, I'm not sure what the reasoning was for doing something like that. 
The pro day really bothered me, Connor, because why blatantly disregard the rules, stay-at-home orders? It just felt, you know, blatant disregard that sends the wrong message, which we've been talking about on this podcast a lot. I feel for Tua because he's in a tough spot where if this were a normal draft process, he would have had the chance to have his pro day. He would have had the chance to have the combine medical recheck and you only get one chance at being drafted. So for him, this is a make or break opportunity. And I understand the desire to want to get things out of it, but the, the teams I don't believe are taking that much from that film. Okay. Like he looked okay. But I don't think it's actually that meaningful because it's not a situation. You're not there firsthand. You can't. They're entirely in control of the circumstances. They're showing you what they want to show you. It's it's not really the kind of snapshot that a legitimate you know pro day or workout with a team would have been. So it just felt like a disregard for the rules for a, a minimal gain in my view. Um, but as far as the Dolphins, and there have been a lot of things out there. We talked last week. You know, the Miami Herald has been reporting that they're actually higher on Herbert, which is one reason why. Let's say the Chargers want Herbert, they might feel like they should leapfrog the Dolphins to get him. There's also been Daniel Jeremiah said he thought that uh, the Dolphins are split on Herbert and Tua. So if that's the case and you just sit there at five, you've got three picks in the first round. You don't waste any of them to move around. You kind of can afford to take a chance, right, on the health of him. Like you can say this is a guy that I would never have had the opportunity to get at five if there were not the injury questions and a global pandemic, right? Um, so I'm going to take him here, and I'm not risking a lot of – I'm not wasting all this other draft capital that I accumulated to get. And the flip side, of course, is this is the year they have to get the quarterback right. They got all the capital this year to get the quarterback right. I understand that side of it. But I don't know. If you're sitting at five and two of false to you, that seems to be a pretty good spot to be in. Definitely. And I think that you're right. I mean, this is a year to get – a quarterback for them. I don't think, you know, a lot of people said that maybe they'll tank long-term and, and sit for Trevor Lawrence. And I just don't think that's a feasible option for them. And I think that Brian Flores is probably too good of a head coach to allow something like that to happen. The fact that he won five games and is picking at number five with this team to begin with says all you need to say, I think, about his uh, competitiveness. Mm-hmm. I agree, Connor. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense to just... Uh, if you come out of this draft with Tua, which is who everybody thought you would get if you had the number one pick, then it seems like a pretty decent outcome. Yeah. Uh, I love this pick at number six, so the Giants have now bumped down. This is this is the classic Gettleman, right? Twist, Tristan Wirfs, tackle from Iowa, like a classic offensive line, hotbed staple. Dave Gettleman gets his hog molly. Uh, this, is, uh, this, this feels perfect, right? It felt like a good fit in a lot of ways. Exactly. Iowa is a school that churns out offensive lines, so you feel like there's some confidence there. He also has positional flexibility. People say he could be a tackle, but maybe could kick inside to guard, and that kind of feels like something where in New England they always valued positional flexibility on the offensive line. Obviously, Joe Judge is coming from there. That felt like something that might be appealing as well. I'm going to be honest, though, like, if you ask around, there's this group of four tackles and everyone has different views on who's the best. I think part of that is what different teams needs are. Do they really need a left guy? Do they need a right guy? Do they need a versatile guy? So it's sort of hard to peg exactly who's going to go where or what order they're going to go in. But, um, I like the giants getting a player to protect Daniel Jones 
picking well now we have them picking sixth and trading down um you know there's been a big gentleman always says i want to get a gold jacket player right and so maybe you look at this selection and say well you don't know he's a gold jacket player and there's isaiah simmons still on the board who people think could be a gold jacket defensive player and that's a fair consideration like i could see them going one of two routes here but i think the need on the offensive line is so acute and you know you've already got a quarterback whose development's been kind of messed up because he you know had this you know, head coach change right after his first season. And last year was kind of weird. Eli was still there. And then Daniel Jones was injured and just wasn't a great situation for your first season in a lot of ways. Right. So I think getting something to ensure that he has the protection around him to develop, I think would be a good use of the six pick. Plus you got some extra draft capital by moving down. I like how for years, um, you know, the Giants and Jerry Reese in particular, and even when Dave Gettleman was there, were saying, well, the reason that we're missing on a lot of these draft picks is because um, we don't pick high because we win, right? And and we pick between 20 and 32, and it's hard to get a good player for 20 to 32. And now it's the complete flip side where Dave Gettleman just has this slate year after year after year, and even dating back to his last year in Carolina of top 10, top 12 players, uh, these big choices that he has to make, multiple first-round draft picks, and it's, uh, if I'm John it's like wow this is so much faith in uh in one person and you you're probably watching him really closely this year absolutely connor you've been on that from the start watching him closely on zoom Mm -hmm. from a safe distance (laughs) or microsoft teams which is it yeah that's right yeah microsoft teams um speaking of isaiah simmons uh I, i like this again this is like Man, in the in the very limited amount of time that I slept last night, I, I did have a dream that I was unprepared for a test, and this is like maybe this was it was previewing this for today. Carolina, Isaiah Simmons, Clemson, this is perfect, I think. And Matt Rule has a good idea of probably how to use him already. Um, has a lot of intel at the college level, and if people aren't sure about uh, maybe where he fits or something like that, Rule is probably the perfect guy to uh, to make something of him. Connor, this is like a confidence boost for my mock draft because we're recording this at 2.30 p.m. It's running Tuesday morning on our website. There will be plenty of time to move picks around. But after this, you're really making me feel great about the selections that I'm unsure about. So Derek Brown has been linked to the Panthers in a lot of mocks, and you had him there too, and I think that is a great fit. But the way things fell in mind, Isaiah Simmons was still there. And so I think if Isaiah Simmons is still there, they would take Isaiah Simmons. You hear a lot about Rule talking about the positionless player. That's That was a big part of his pre-draft pre- press conference that they view guys as positionless. And, of course, they have players on their roster like that, Christian McCaffrey, et cetera. So I think Isaiah Simmons, of course, embodies the positionless player. And to your point, Connor, Matt Rule is an ideal coach coming from the college ranks where positionless players are far more common than in the NFL, he would be able to slot him in in a lot of different places. So, uh, you know, I think they'd be really lucky to get Simmons at seven. Yeah, I, I would love to see where he ends up and just what teams do for him. And I do hope that he ends up in a place like that because it's uh, it's coaching staff that at least views things in a creative way and doesn't try to. Hey, guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half ton Tundra workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and 
and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club pigeonhole them into anything so number eight arizona uh second tackle off the board is jedrick wills from alabama uh so some help from kyler murray help for kyler murray there yeah i picked him because wills is a right tackle the cardinals need a right tackle they re-signed left tackle dj humphreys earlier this offseason so i thought that that was of the group of four, as you're trying to sort out who goes where in what order, to me this was a good pairing because of the Cardinals' specific needs. Um, and there's a lot of different directions the Cardinals could go here, but I think building around Kyler Murray is a priority. Obviously he got sacked a lot last season. You could argue that some of those sacks or a good chunk of those sacks were Murray's fault. However, I still think building protection around him is never a bad idea. And the run in the offensive line continues with, um, oh, I didn't even see this. Projected trade. Awesome. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers move up to get the spot from Jacksonville at number nine to get Andrew Thomas. Uh, that's, a, that's a little bit of a Tom Brady move there, right, to, uh, to pacify the new 42-year-old quarterback. 
That's right. It's it, Connor, it's like I sent you the names, but I didn't send you like the descriptions that I have started right written um under each of them, and that's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> I called them their new 42.5-year-old quarterback ah. because, you know, it was my half birthday on Sunday, so I just was thinking that he's also had a half birthday. So we got to give – and I was thinking, like, wow, I'm already halfway to 36. This is really stunning, and that half year makes a difference. So I thought it was important to include that he's more than halfway to 43. No doubt. Um, but, yes, I mean, there's a run on tackles, and I just didn't think that at 14 – I that the Bucks would, would be certainly able to get a tackle. There are a lot of tackle-needy teams before them, right? You look at this, you've got Cleveland, the Jets, uh, 49ers even. There are a lot of options um, for teams that could take tackles before the Bucks get to pick, and I think the Jaguars would be a good trade-down option because they are also in extreme rebuild mode and could use the extra picks. Plus, if I had kept the Jaguars there, I was looking at maybe Derek Brown for them. But if they trade down, they could still get a top defensive player like Javon Kinlaw. So that's who I actually have them. We won't get to that on the show, but that's who I have them taking at 14. So, Or, or they could get a corner. There are a lot of other spots they could fill uh, at 14. They could get a receiver. You know, There's a lot of different ways to go there. So I think this is a way for them to get an extra pick. Still get a really quality player and, you know, help the rebuild. And then Tom Brady will trademark Andrew Tom S, you know. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, so one of the the unfortunate things about how this broke was that initially I had, I didn't have this trade here. I had the Jaguars staying put and taking Derek Brown. And then I had Cleveland taking Andrew Thomas. And I was going to make a joke about, another Thomas left tackle in Cleveland. Um, But that joke fell by the wayside. But yeah, I mean, I think Thomas is perfect. You know, he's uh, all America left tackle. He also played right tackle. So, you know, you, he has the potential to play on both sides. And I think protecting Brady, you've got this two year window and you, if you don't make it out of this year's draft with one of the top four tackles, I think you're going to regret it. So I think the Bucks for them, it makes sense to trade up, use a little extra draft capital to trade up and make sure you get a player that will be essential to the offense working with Brady. Nice. And then we round out the top 10 with Derek Brown. A good fit, I think, in Cleveland. I mean, they need help, it seems like, at both the offensive line and defensive line. And if I think if Derek Brown's sitting there, they would probably uh, they would probably be pretty happy with that. And I also am skeptical that Brown would still be there at 10. But again, this is an exercise in how things play out. And he was still on the board. And I was thinking I would give the Browns a tackle. But if Derek Brown's still on the board you got to take him at 10. It's kind of, it's probably crazy that he's there at 10. He would, I'm sure in the eyes of many teams be valued as higher than that. So yeah, there's one of the top four. There's one offensive tackle still on the board. That's Becton from Louisville and the jets. I'll have the jets taking him at 11. Nice. So they still fill their line need, but you know, there were some, some concerns about Becton, right? He's, he's, He's big, 370 pounds. Like, is he able to keep his weight? Obviously, he's in good shape now, but is that something that's a concern long term? And so I think when you're looking at it, you see Brown, who can be like a immediate force on your defense. Uh, I think you got to take him. So 
And um, it makes me think of uh, one of the first baseball games I ever went to was the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Red Barons, and they had a player whose last name, I believe, was Barron. And someone, uh, I remember a little kid behind me asking his dad very earnestly, do all the players on your team have to have that last name? Like he, he had thought that maybe they were all, it was like a traveling family of baseball players. And so... Maybe Derek Brown just, you know, continuing that tradition and uh, and fitting right in with the Cleveland Browns. Well, what we lost with the Joe Thomas, Andrew Thomas pun, we gained in the Derek Brown pun. So thank you for saving that, Connor. I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, that's a host duty, you know, just just trying to uh, just trying to keep on my feet, you know. <laughs> um, so anything uh Anything else that readers should look forward to in the in the back end of the Dr. V mock, which will be up, like you said, on SI.com tomorrow. It was the most accurate mock of the MMQB last year. It is required reading. Um, what do you hope everyone takes away from it? Well, another, since I'm good at pointing out my flaws, I would like to point out the concern that I have that I do have two trades in the top 10, which I think there is a lot of potential for movement. And perhaps this year's weird circumstances don't end up affecting things at all. But that's not a uh, certainty, right? You know, Ron Rivera last week was talking about how they'd have to have a cutoff time on the clock for if they've got nothing cooking, just move on. Is it possible that this weird virtual setup makes it harder to execute trades? And is, is it possible there's left, less movement? As I have it right now, and so again, I'm being locked into the top 10 because we're recording the show. Um, I could still move some of the back uh, 22, Connor, but I have three trades in the first round. Wow. I like that. You know, just uh, the third one that I have right now. But again, you know, maybe I'll have changed this. But I have uh, I have Philadelphia jumping over Jacksonville to get a receiver, to get Justin Jefferson. Um, because, you know, that's another position. There's so many positions where these weird cliffs, top four offensive tackles, and then there's a cliff. You know, we, we talked about uh, the cornerbacks. You know, you've got Okuda at the top, and then you've got C.J. Henderson, and then after that, it's a it's kind of a mix of opinions. And I think receiver is another one. You've got Judy, Lamb, and Ruggs, and then after that, a lot of mixed opinions. And I, I think it sounds like Justin Jefferson from LSU is the fourth on a, for a lot of different teams. So if you're Philadelphia and you want to get a receiver, you might have to say, hey, let me jump over Jacksonville so they don't take someone that I like. I also had Philly trading up for receiver. I think it's just a, I, I like that. It feels very Howie Roseman-ish, right? And I feel like they still feel like their window is wide open, right? And they could probably do some damage this year. Yeah, I have to say, I was looking over yours and I noticed that we also, we both had the receiver trade for Philly. One of the moves in yours that I really liked was where you had the Colts jumping back into the back end of the second to get Jordan Love. I thought that was really smart because they have two picks in the first 12 of the second round um, so that they have the availability to move in I was trying to look for landing spots for Jordan Love because we both have three quarterbacks going near the top uh, I think I have in the top five you have in the top six we have you know the Burrow to a Burrow Herbert to a trio but then the fourth is Jordan Love and it's it's kind of it's it's not clear where he lands Connor yeah, that was the hardest thing for me is, you know, he, he's a blast to watch, and I think it made a lot of sense to have him go somewhere in the first round, but the further back I got, I was like, okay, where is this going to fit, and how is this going to happen? And to the point where, I, you know, 
I don't think, and and this was probably spurned on a little bit by something that uh, Tom Curran, who covers the Patriots, said about, you know, why would they draft somebody to maybe be the guy over somebody who they think could already be the guy, you know? And that's not very Belichickian to kind of waste your assets like that, especially if you think that you can do something to help Jarrett Stinham right away. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, a lot of people have him just being taken by the Patriots, but I, I wasn't totally comfortable with that. I didn't do that either, Connor, but I'll let uh, listeners have to check out our website to see where Jordan Love lands. That's right. Do a little. I'm ra- uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually saying that, Connor, in case I change my mind in the next 12 hours. <laughs> you know, in the business, they call that vertical integration. You take all of your media properties and you combine them together to, to drive up readership. So very, uh, very next gen of you, Jen- next Jenny of you yeah next jenny i like that <laughs> god we just really the thing that we are the best at and maybe the thing that we the only thing we are good at connor is puns you know we just uh you know that's everybody's got their strengths and weaknesses and here at the weak side pod it's hopefully giving you a little chuckle on your uh, on your tuesday so um very good jenny i mean uh, i think uh, to me uh, if I'm Roger Goodell, I don't even need to read the cards. I'm I'm locking this in, and in, in my very posh um, New York City suburb basement, I'm just reading this straight up, and I, and I think I feel pretty good about it. I'll just send it and pretend like it's the actual picks. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, like you said, a reminder, the Weekside Podcast is now two days a week, so we'll be back on your feeds on with a Thursday show, uh, going over the latest news, notes, um, and goings-on around the league. But until then, uh, please read Jenny's mock draft, which is going to debut on SI.com tomorrow. And thanks for listening. The MMQB Weekside Podcast is me, Jenny Brentis, and Connor Orr. We are produced by Shelby Royston. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody. Ben Eagle is director of editorial projects and product. Mark Moravik is emeritus executive director of the MMQB. Keep up with our entire lineup of podcasts five days a week by subscribing to the MMQB NFL podcast for free on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, please do us a favor and leave a rating and review. It really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Radio.com, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. 
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.